We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing from black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap Presents Football, the show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. This is the NFL show brought to you by Debates on Tap. That's what this is. Yeah. And if you know us, you love us. If you don't know us, welcome to the show. You're about to love us. Yeah, it's a fun day because we get to talk about our favorite team. We are drinking, in honor of that, a beer, nor now, if you've been listening, if you've been a fan this whole time, you know we've been drinking uh, beers from states without football teams, but we are changing it up this episode because it's a special episode because we get to talk about our favorite boy, our favorite boy in the whole world. Right. And this beer is from Diametric Brewing Company in Lee Summit, Missouri. Lee Summit, Missouri. And it is called T.D. Tossin Patrick Mahazy. Boy. And it's delicious. It 16 ounces of delicious. <laughs> it is a New England style pale ale. India Pale Ale, IPA, and boy, it is smooth. Do you think they made it New England style to really shove it in the face of the Patriots? You know, now that you mention it, I wouldn't doubt it at all. That sounds that sounds pretty accurate. Classy move, good move. I know, good work, Diametric. We, lo- we love you. Well, we don't know you. Hopefully you're not problematic. Don't be a dick. Yep. All right, so speaking of not being dicks, um, we're going to move on. We're going to get this, this, this trainer rolling. I know you want, really want to talk about the NFC West. And I'm going to make you talk fast, because we have a very special team to talk about in the AFC. Okay. <laughs> Do not sloth me from that movie. What is that movie? With the animals, the anthropomorphic animals. Uh, Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so first we'll hit up the NFC West, who I think is a very fun division to watch. Because um, most of the NFC is going to be not great, other outside of a, uh, of several of a few teams, but mostly the NFC West I think is going to be very very good this year. First up is the Seattle Seahawks. They went uh, twelve and four. Um, they l- were just a weird team to watch because at times they let Russ cook, like we all wanted to watch Russ cook, and then they would not let Russ cook, and it was very bad. And I didn't understand why they why they did some of the things they did. Um, offensively wise, they were in sixth Then defensively wise, they were 16th, um, which is kind of weird to watch sometimes because that's the DVOA, DVOA nerd stuff. But again, we we don't highlight that a lot, but I think it's important because this team was built on 
Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson not having any offensive line help, <laughs> doing what he did best and and extending plays and throwing the ball to guys who were just, I think, at times phenomenal, like DK Metcalf, who I still hate that we did not draft him in, yep. the, in the draft. Um, and then at times, led by uh, once Jamal Adams on the opposite side of the ball, safety on the defensive-wise, once that defense kind of got cooking at times, looked phenomenal. So inconsistency. Inconsistent was the issue. And you look at what happened to them in the playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? We're going to talk about playoffs. Um, boy, because they played the Charger or the Rams in the playoffs and weren't good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was brutal to watch. Uh, I think I, I, as I'm looking at here, Russell Wilson only had 174 passing yards. Yikes. And it was just, it, it was, again, just this team was so inconsistent to watch at times. And then it became a whole thing at the end of the season where it was like, what's Russell Wilson going to do? Is he going to stick with his team? Is he going to, you know, um, do how he, you know, things uh, away from the team, things like that. Um, but luckily, like an abusive partner, not luckily, uh, Russell Wilson will stay with the Seattle Seahawks as if there was uh, too much of a, uh, uh, worry about all that stuff. Uh, so who this team lost was, uh, guys like Shaquille Griffin, who we talked about with the, with the, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, last last week. Jaron Reed is now defense tackle. He's with the Chiefs. Um, Carlos Hyde, he is gone now. Quentin Dunbar, uh, cornerback, he is with the Lions. Wow, they lost a lot more defense yeah. than I thought. They Philip did. Dorsett um, and, and a lot of guys here and there. Um, who they retained or signed, uh, Carlos Dunlap. Uh, they re-signed, just... re-signed him to a two-year deal, which just happened Okay, not that long ago. Uh, Chris Carson, running back, he is back again for a two-year deal. Um, as well as looking through the list, uh, yeah, I don't really think there's a lot going on because uh, Alden Smith is here from the Cowboys. Uh, that's fine. Um, but this team going into the draft and things like that need a lot of offensive line help, a lot of secondary help because as good as Jamal Adams was, they need a lot of help when it comes to, the, to defending the pass. Yeah. Um, as well as they need defensive line, linebacker help, because all, all facets at time were just very off. Uh, and then wide receiver year, uh, wide receiver in this in this draft this year, um, because outside of DK Metcalf and losing guys like Philip Dorsett, things like that, um, it, it's slim pickings, you know. Um, they only have three picks in the draft this year. Uh, first first uh, pick of the draft was in the second round, a wide receiver. Uh, third, uh, second pick was in the fourth round. Trey Brown from a uh, cornerback from Oklahoma, I think is going to be fine. And then at the end of the draft, they picked up Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle from Florida, who is a big name that people have heard about offensive line wise, who yeah, fell his name is Stone way Forsyth. down in the second round or sixth round. I'm sorry. So it, it, it's very curious how this team is going to put it all together. I, I think hoping that this team kind of resets and, does the thing it ne- does the things it needs to do to help Russell Wilson succeed because otherwise this team is screwed if it doesn't let Russell Wilson do Russell Wilson things. Yeah. And if their defense can can step up and stop at times and not and be maybe a little bit more consistent, I think this team is going to be fine. But uh, I, I I worry 
because their strength of schedule is tied for 11th. Yeah. Tough strength of schedule, which, you know, the, the, the Seahawks are a team that always can pull it out one way or another, <laughs> except in games when it, when it, when it seems like it really counts. I would say, even if they're a little bit worse than they were last year, if they can be more consistent, I think they're going to have a better chance at being at pushing or being over right. 12 wins. So you just need to be consistent. Right. And that was a big thing. So yeah, over under you say, I'm going to push it. Oh, wow. Okay. I think they're going to get maybe, maybe under maybe 11 and, and six or 11 and eight, eight, seven. Yeah, now? I think seven. I, I would agree with you. I think by virtue of, uh, the, their, their, uh, their division getting harder, and by having a tough schedule, I think I think too they're going to be a little under. Um, I don't trust this team as far as I can throw them, <laughs> um, partly because I think sometimes uh, their their offensive staff just I think doesn't quite get what they need to do to to bolster Russell Wilson. You know, yeah, and, it, and that that worries me a lot. It worries that me quite a bit. Actually, deals with my hot take. Oh, what? Let's I hear. think uh, they're going to have coaching controversy mid year, and I think people are going to start. Um, calling for Pete Carroll to be fired. Wow. Uh, if tr- you've been with... The truther himself. If you've been... I love the truther himself. If you've been with Russ that long... Yeah. And you've only had real success one year. Yeah, they went to back-to-back Super Bowls and lost... the won the first one and lost the second one. Or won, won one, lost one. So, yeah. So, I think if this team could be very consistent, I think they are Super Bowl contenders. Um, I like... I will always love Russell Wilson. He will always be my one of my favorite quarterbacks. And I think if everything clicks with this team, they can ride it to the Super Bowl. That's the fun part about them is they're all what you can't ever take them out as long as they have Russ of contention. Boy, howdy. Ain't that the truth? Um, so next up in the West is the Los Angeles Rams who went 10 and 6. Stafford, baby. And now we have top 10 quarterback Matt Stafford in the building. Every time we got blocked. Twitter (laughs) by that guy who wouldn't shut up about Matt Stafford. Yeah, because again, we talked about that last year. So if you want to hear it, go back to our our, our Lions or or NFC North episode. But no, that was the whole thing about like Matt Stafford is a phenomenal quarterback. He's He's a great great quarterback. He's great. He's not. I don't think he is the same level as Mahomes. They're not not the same level. But Stafford does a lot of the similar things, things like that. He's a lot like Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, without the talent around him, the scheme around him, <laughs> and other things. Well, that's the thing, though, is he had Calvin Johnson for how many years? Right. And that is maybe the most talent anyone's, anyone's had ever had. Team. So now, going to the Rams with Sean McVay's system that is built to make good quarterbacks look great. Yeah. I mean, look how good for a while he made Jared Goff look. Yeah, a whole year he was, made, managed to make Jared Goff look. He was look. not good. They went to a fucking Super Bowl with yeah. Jared Goff. Um, and I think I'm, I'm most, this is probably my team out of the teams I don't root for, which is one of them. Only one team I root for the chiefs who I'm most excited to watch because I'm so excited to see Stafford in a system that is designed to support him and to play to his strengths. Remind me who the receivers are. Uh, I will. Thank you. So, yeah. So looking at this, they have, they signed to John, Deshaun Jackson. They still have Cooper Cup. They have a guy, uh, Robert Woods, um, and a couple other younger guys. So, that I, I, I would definitely, I, I think I see where you're going, and that um, I would agree that there's uh, interesting 
wide receiver. But he managed depth. to produce in Detroit whenever his main his YR number one <laughs> was I think Marvin Jones. Correct. For and a couple as well, years in this system, this system is designed to be quarterback happy, heavy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think Stafford is one of those guys that in the right system, namely this one likely, he's going to make guys look good. And Cooper Cup is a good wide receiver. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, used correctly, is a very good wide receiver. Robert Woods is underrated. And I Robert think. Woods is very underrated. Uh, I would agree with you. Cooper Cup, I think he's better than Cole Beasley. And I will stake my reputation on those words. I mean, I think, Fuck Cole Beasley. I think a dump, or the dumpster you have down the street is better than Cole Beasley. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the big thing. Um they lost. They lost a safety uh, to Cleveland. They lost linebacker to Cle- uh, to the 49ers. Uh, another guy to Cleveland as well. Um, just a couple other guys here and there. I think it's going to be really fascinating to watch defensively and offensively. Um, who they signed, like we said, they signed only four guys in the offseason. Uh, they signed Deshaun Jackson from the Eagles. Um, a punter. Okay. Uh, a cornerback. A cornerback. Young cornerback from the Titans. And then a tight end from Cleveland. Who's the tight end? Um, uh, his name is Kyle Markway. Hmm. He's young. He's 24 years old. Wow, that's like a baby. Yeah, so so this is a team that that um, as long as Stafford is protected, which he was not, he did not have good protection in Detroit. Yeah. Um, but this system is designed, I mean, they had a couple of uh, really solid offensive line guys, but you know you just need to bolster that support in the draft and things like that. Uh, they need secondary help, linebacker help, <laughs> defensive line help. And then a wide receiver. Um, but yeah, but they need, I would argue, they need a lot of uh, wide receiver and uh, uh, offensive line help. And funnily enough, they did not draft a offensive lineman Great. in this draft. Good. Uh, but first round pick, they, uh, or I'm sorry, their first pick was in second round and they picked up a wide receiver. Then just going down linebacker, defensive tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, defensive end, running back, wide receiver, and edge rusher. So kind of the the pieces outside of, yeah. <laughs> of what they needed offensive three, line wise. Three wide receivers. Uh, yeah, uh, they 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 were able to pick up that kind of stuff. Um, again, I I'm very excited to see what the Rams are going to do with Matt Stafford because I think Matt Stafford is going to be good and fine on most teams and places. I mean, again, I cannot we cannot highlight that enough is what he did in the with in Detroit with nothing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, he he made guys look really really good, and in this system, I think is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, so now, upgrading from Jared Goff to uh, Matt Stafford, strength of schedule they are tenth. Pretty damn tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think they are going to be over under uh, uh, ten wins? I think he's going to win more than Jared Goff won. I think they're going to be closer to that twelve win. I definitely Seattle think that. thing. You know, probably pushing uh, pushing Seattle to win this division. I know you love the competition in this division, but I think it's first of all, I think it's Seattle's to lose. I would agree with and you, and I think it's the Rams to win. Right. So, and I think as long as you know, I, I think you know, we we preach with the Seattle. We just talked about the Seattle Seahawks and how they need to be more consistent. Yep. They don't really ever. They other than their Super Bowl seasons, which were years removed now. They're unfortunately just not that consistent. Yep. And I think I would totally agree with you. I think this is the Rams to win, and I think they're going to go over. Um, hot tick wise, I think Matt Stafford is in contention, is going to get uh, 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 MVP. God damn. So. I think 
that McVeigh's going to be on the hot seat. And if they don't make the Super Bowl, <laughs> like legit, unless they unless they make the NFC Championship game, right, right, I think he might. There might be talks of him being outed. I I could see that. I could if, see that you, you because did all that work with Goff, right? And if you don't improve with Stafford, right, maybe the quarterback's not the problem. I I would agree with you. So. I, I could definitely see that um, because their defense is always going to be fine and stout. I mean, you got, you got Donald. You up got there. Aaron Donald who can win against anybody. Yeah, yep. um, I think they're going to be uh, fine on that route. Uh, just looking real fast. Yeah, they were the top one in the top five of defense and. Uh, Top ten, they were the tenth offensive uh, efficiency efficiency last year. There you go. So their defense, I think, is going to cruise and be fine. I think the offense is going to be predicated on what McVeigh can do with Stafford, which fingers crossed is going to be very exciting. All right. So moving on, we have the Arizona Cardinals, who went eight and eight, a team who you would think would do great things. And then didn't. Yeah, they just got to figure it out. You know, we watched the uh, Chiefs game. At the time of this recording, we watched the Chiefs game last night. Right. Uh, and Kyler had a little interview where he boy, doesn't think that, boy, player, boy, that the preseason boy. matters and it doesn't help and blah, blah, blah. And then he looked like shit. Uh, he stayed in more more uh, series than what he was, what they said he was going to because, because he kept going three and out. He looked terrible. Yeah. Their offense looked bad. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year led the uh, or set the franchise right. record of receptions. Right, and that's over Larry Fitzgerald, who <laughs> did that shit like three times. Right, kept right. breaking his own record. So that was his first year with Kyler and with the crew, uh, with Kirk on the other side. Charlie, Charlie, not Charlie Kirk. That's the Turning Point USA guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, fuck, I mean, fuck Christian, Charlie Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yes, fuck Charlie Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk. God damn it. Uh, it was the only Kirk that came that to mind. Fun. That was really cool. Um, Can go with Captain? That's another C. Go ahead, Captain Kirk. But I knew it wasn't him. I knew it wasn't <laughs> Captain Kirk. Um, but uh, so I think I think they've got nowhere to go but up. Uh, and this is the one I'm talking about the most on this right. division because I, I've, it's they're fun to follow because Kyler Murray could be the next Russ if he was a little better. Yeah. Here, here's <laughs> you know what I mean. Here is a thing. And I think again. Remember, I'm sorry to cut you I off. I remember. I remember. Sorry to cut you I'm, off. My eyes are closed. I'm, re- I'm remembering. Remember back <laughs> when we said it. I think last year that when we say someone is <laughs> worse or better than someone else, correct, correct, it is in relation to the NFL. Obviously, and we know this. We we're very keenly aware of this. <laughs> we could never have success in the NFL. We don't no, know. Yes, no. We think all of the people in the NFL, even the guys who get cut, even even the lowest tier guys are phenomenal be athletes. Better than like they are uh, among the highest tier athletes correct. in the world. So, <laughs> when we say someone is worse or better, all we're saying is that the productivity on the field in relation to the to NFL the other at large. Pro- yes. So, if he was just a little he has the potential to be Right. A Russ type guy and carry that franchise. He does, and and I think that's what Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the the Cardinals at large, want him to be. But I think it's 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 extremely telling that they go out and get last year DeAndre Hopkins for peanuts, one of the yeah, arguably the best, the worst tr- well, wide, best for them, I best guess. for them, best good trade for them, but one of the best wide receivers in the league, and they still go eight and eight. But here, but I mean, you know, that's the name they're running back right now. Uh, Kenyon Drake was on the team last year. They traded for him last year. I think he's still there. Great. Guess what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I, I, I get it. I, I know what you're saying. So 
yeah, you're going to have some struggles, right? Again, we just talked about the Lions and having right. Megatron forever right, right. and never doing something. But, but so, that's, so that's... And, and that's with Stafford. And I, and I get it. And, and that's the thing with uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was the guy who coached Baker Mayfield and Pat Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes and has... He's like a, a big systems guy. You know, that it's what he wanted Kyler Murray to run his system. And it's like, is this... Is this is is this it? You know, it, it's 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 a lot of that last year with the Cardinals. Is is a lot of, is this it? You know, yeah. they beat the Buffalo Bills on a giant hell mary throw that Kyler Murray couldn't see where he was throwing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was a lot of shit like that. And 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 uh, looking at their efficiency, they were a top ten defense. Yeah. Which is you? You think of the Cardinals, and you're like the Cardinals. Cardinals you know? defense, yeah. They've got because now they got JJ Watt. They, they got, got Chandler. They had, Jones. They have Chandler Jones, who hates his contract, et cetera, et cetera. They've lost Patrick Peterson, um, but they were they were 19th offense. You know what I'm going to say? Just not efficient at all. And 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 I get it. You know, like let's let's look at this real fast. Kenyon Drake is now not the he's See? the Raiders now. That's what I'm saying. They lost Patrick Peterson, um, Hassan Reddick, a linebacker, is with the Panthers now. Um, uh, then looking through here, a lot of a lot of losses here and there on both sides of the ball, but gaining like Bragg, I said, JJ Watt is now in the building who wanted out of the Texans very badly. Smart move. Who, if he's healthy, the man is is a he's force. Still of JJ, he's the he's the Tom Brady of the defense. Right. And then they went out and got AJ Green from the car uh, from uh from uh uh. uh the Bengals, which kind of replaces the loss of Fitz, who's still who's still a quote unquote retired, but he's not retired. retired. He's yeah, retired, yeah. yeah. And I'll say real quick, I think their biggest struggle is they just need, and this was evident in the interviews we heard last night. Kyler Murray kind of needs to, and I don't want to say mature, but he needs to mature a little. I bit. I think uh, that's that. Okay, so that that's what I think. It, so if, if you have not watched his uh, interview with Lisa Salters uh, with the NFL ESPN Network. Please go watch it because it is kind of it's baffling to watch at times because he brings up that last year they think that the reason he they asked him, well, why, you know, you have all this talent and all this, you know, this great vaunted offensive um, offensive scheme and your defense was pretty damn good last year. Why'd you go at eight and eight? And he mentions how they he thinks they got too cocky. Yeah. Which and is, it's like, that's your answer, man. Like, you know, yeah. and, and, and sure, I don't I will not pretend to know what's going on in the locker room, things like that. That just seems wild to me. And I don't, he did kind of uh, take responsibility for some of it. Right, but right, right, right. weirdly to me, he phrased the answer to that his, yeah, in a his way where he was, was sort of blaming other, <laughs> yeah. the other players. And it was like they weren't living up to their potential. Yes. And, and that's, that's my issue with, with Kyler Murray at large is that I think Kyler Murray had, like Bragg, I nail on the head, has the potential to be a Russell Wilson type. But at the same time, it's like, man, and sure, last year was a weird year for everybody because yeah. of the season at yeah. large. And this year, I think, is going to be make or break for this for this team. And with how much better the Chargers are going to be, or sorry, the Rams are going to be, we have too many teams in LA, how good the Rams are going to be, the Seahawks are always going to be competitive. And I think the 49ers, if healthy, which we'll talk about here in like two seconds, this, this is going to be a tough division. Yeah. And where does Arizona fit in that with... All this talent and nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? I would say they fit in still in third place. Yeah. So so <laughs> I guess, so a couple other signings. They uh, signed Malcolm Butler, cornerback from the Titans, which I think is a great signing. James Conner uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers is now which, on the team. If that pans out, it's going to be good, man. 
Uh, and then just uh, several signs. They had, they had a huge offseason of, of getting guys in there. Uh, Hot Hands Harris, Demetrius Harris oh, is there. Good. Saw him drop a pass <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, uh, good for him. But going into the draft, it's kind of like just bolster every position. You know what I mean? Uh, particularly the secondary, losing Patrick Peterson, having a lot of young, new guys in the secondary, I think is not a good thing. So cornerback safety, I think you need. Um, and I'll say it, even though you have A.J. Green and uh, uh, D-Hop, you're going to need more wide receiver help. I mean, Kyler Murray to succeed in the scheme is going to need as many options to throw. Through. He's going to need that third option. Correct. Because while D-Hop can do everything, and I would leave, he did everything last year, yeah. um, um, because Larry Fitzgerald had, a, had an interesting comment or, or thing where he talked about how they, they kind of transitioned Larry Fitzgerald more to like a tight end sort of, role yeah, last yeah. year. And uh, and there's a if you watch interviews from Larry Fitzgerald last year, it was fascinating to watch him like transition in the offense. Like it was really interesting. But uh, but really, all you had was D Hop, and still putting up. He was the the receiving leader, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, and that's why that's why I mentioned Christian Kirk because he had a lot of those like right. long bombs where it's like, okay, we're going to double D Hop. Some our our other safety is going to be on um, Fitz. Right. And, and Fitz, then, Fitz is going to be in the middle of the field somewhere yeah, doing and, something. And then Kirk just broke it out on the outside, right. and Kyler just bombed it out. And then offensive line help, because if you watched the, the game last night, and we'll talk about the Chiefs here in a second, but mm-hmm. I think part of it is the Chiefs' de- defensive depth, line depth is so good, but that offensive line did not look good. Not from the start to the finish. No, they, lo- they look really bad. So offensive line. Uh, so first pick of the draft, they picked linebacker out of Tulsa. Uh, second pick of the draft, Rondell Moore, a wide receiver out of Purdue, who I like a lot. So that's probably that number three, number four guy you were kind of looking Maybe. for. Uh, then they went cornerback, edge, cornerback, uh, uh, another defensive guy, and then a safe uh, center uh, for the last pick of the draft. Um, so kind of all that stuff that, that we kind of talked about is that the 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 pieces they need are so a good draft, sort of kind of in place or yeah. getting to be in place. But I worry with how good the West is going to be in general and just by virtue of how good the league is, it's like, I mean, the Cardinals, we last year were like, yeah, the Cardinals would be good. And they went eight and eight. Yeah. You know, and well, maybe this year, cause I'm going to say they're going to push and they're going to go yep. eight and nine or nine and eight. So yeah. So they're tied for 13th. So pretty tough, tough, tough strength of schedule. Yeah. So I, I would, t- I would agree with you. I think they're, they're going to push. I don't think, I mean, now we can't be 500 now because it's just yeah. impossible unless you tie. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but no, I, I think they're going to push. I don't I, – I hope that this is the year that Kyler Murray really excels and does the things he needs to do, but everything he's talked about in all those interviews in the preseason make me think, like, now nah, he's – I don't think he's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're going to have uh, – the one thing I'll give him is I think they're going to split series with Rams and Seahawks. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, my hot take – James Conner, he's going to rush for over 1,500 yards. Dude, he's going to tear it up. I think so, because um, last year, Kenyon Drake, uh, they signed him late in the middle of the season or traded for him in the middle of the season, and he tore it up. He looked really good. And I think this offense is designed to be a, a scheme, schematic-based thing, but as soon as that breaks down, you have Conner to th- dump it off to, to run to. Because he can bruise people. He can bowl people over, I, and yeah, he can James still Conner, make yeah, cuts. I, I love him a lot. So I, I think I would agree. I like that a lot. Um, I think this team is going to be the worst team in the West. Oh, and I think, uh, you think our fourth place team is going to overtake them, huh? I think so. And I and I think that this is this is a year that I hate to say it. I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to be in the hot seat oh, because shit. now we're coming up on year. This is year three for Kyler Murray. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's kind of like, is this going to be it? Yeah, is what's King, what's Kingsbury offering that 
this other new coach or this other vaunted coach, Eric Benemy of the world, oh, are not offering. Eric you know Benemy I mean? could take that team to the Super Bowl. I, I think so. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, though, because, I mean, Cliff, has Cliff been good or has he been gifted really good quarterbacks like Correct. Baker, Correct. Mahomes, and Kyler? That's that's a thing. So it's like, and it, plus in college, I mean, that was that was most what was happening a lot in college is that it was a air raid offense anyway. Yep. And guys are putting up giant numbers because the defenses are bad. Yeah. And now you're looking at now you're in the NFL and defenses and teams are better. Yep. What what are you doing? Well, I'm going eight and eight. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? what I'm doing. So yeah, so I, I I again that's why I wanted to hit on that a lot with the Cardinals and I am very interested to see what's gonna happen. So last place. Last place was the San Francisco 49ers who went six and ten. Two years removed from going to the Super Bowl. Crazy year for the 49ers because long or stretches. A year removed, sorry. Yeah, yeah, long stretches of Jimmy G being hurt, of Kittle being hurt, or their offensive line being hurt. Nick Bosa tore his ACL. They were the Eagles of the... Dude, it was yeah. brutal. It was like every game you watch, someone was getting catastrophically season-ending injuries. Let me real quick back up two seconds. Yeah. The Cardinals need to replace... It was a year removed yeah. from... <laughs> Thank you. The Cardinals need to replace their field. Their field is dog shit. Last ter- night when we terrible, watched, yeah. and a lot of guys are slipping all yeah. over the place. Uh, I mean, again, this, the 49ers are hard to talk about because they are a very talented team, um, but just riddled with injuries constantly. Um, so it it, it kind of gets to a point where it's like, you know, there's a lot of talk about Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator in that 28 to 3 Super Bowl of the Falcons and, and Patriots. Oh, uh, yeah. And then in the you know takes over the 49ers and builds him and John Lynch build the team in in their vision, and then come against Kansas Chiefs and lose. Yep, twenty to ten, and then they lose. Yeah, twenty three to one. So then it becomes like, okay, sure. Where's the problem? I would argue Kyle Shanahan has a great scheme. Is Jimmy G your guy? Is Jimmy G the guy that you want out there? Hey, game's on the line. We have a minute left. Hey. This guy's wide open, beat two guys. Can he make the throw? Spoiler alert, he can't. He didn't. Uh, but is Trey Lance the guy you want out there? Here's my thing about Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is very talented, very athletic. But Trey Lance, if I am putting him in the right box, had a crazy college year where he opted out of the 2020 season. Totally. Yeah. So you're drafting a guy who didn't play the 2020 season like at all. I think he played one game and then... Everything got canceled and shut down, and then he opted out the rest of the year. So not only is he a year removed from football, he's also a rookie trying to figure out the speed of the game. He did right. not look great. He has not looked great. And sure, you can say, oh, he had 120 yards against the Chiefs. He had a 70-yard throw yeah. for one of those. And then you like, like, what, 5 and... He went 5 and 14? Something, something not like good. That, not, something like that. And based off of one to two really big throws of... Busted coverage, beating a, a third string cornerback. Yeah, and a guy who just misread what the what the what the wide receiver is going to do. So then it's like, and then you go back even further in 2019. Trey Lance didn't look great in college, and so then he plays one one game in 2020, then totally opts out, and then you have you know there's a lot of talk of oh, well the 49ers should just get Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a fine quarterback. He's played at Alabama. He knows what he's doing. He looks Body cute. type he's of Tom a, Brady. He looks ready to go. You need you need a guy in Shanahan's system that can just process and throw the ball. And they 
didn't do Mac Jones. No, they went for the uh, the Pat Mahomes. The they went with, yeah, Russell like a Wilson, little bit more athletic like type athletic. of guy. He can throw far. I will give him that. Yeah, but but this is not the guy you're, I mean, Jimmy G is better. I will you know say it from everything we've seen in camp and preseason. Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance. Yep. And will Trey Lance be, ever be better than Jimmy G? Maybe. Maybe, but he, he is one of those guys that needs to sit that first year. Correct. He, Correct. If you throw him into the fire, he's going to end up like Josh Rosen or one oh, of those yeah, guys that just becomes 100%. a career backup. I, 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 I do not predict, I do not foresee Trey Lance starting this year. I, I can't, good, can't imagine it. It's a good thing we're always right on this show, too. You know, <laughs> There's no way that he's going to come out with like week two, Jimmy's going to get hurt. He's going to come out and start fucking rolling people. There's no way that's going to happen because we are always right on this show. Right. So all the stuff that uh, 49ers have lost, they lost Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver, to New England. Uh, C.J. Berthard, their uh, quarterback who played, who backed up Jimmy G for a while and, and looked fine. He's not a great quarterback by any means, but he's gone now. Solon, Solomon Thomas, defensive end. Oh, yeah. The, he's the he's gone. Marquise Goodwin, he's gone to, to the Bears. Tevin Coleman, running back, he's with the Jets. Uh, Kevin White, another wide receiver, he's gone. You know, Jarek McKinnon, ru- running back, he's, he's gone. With he's Chiefs with the Chiefs now. now. Nick Mullins, another backup quarterback who filled in, he's gone. Um, a lot of weird stuff going on with the 49ers, as well as a lot of guys coming off of big injuries. Uh, Nick Bosa's coming off his giant injury. Fuck. Uh, D. Ford's coming off another injury, too. Uh, all of their defensive line edge guys are either gone or coming off injuries. So, boy. So, signing-wise, they re-signed Trent Williams to a giant contract, and now he is sidelined with an injury. Oh, so man. I hate to say it, but thank God the Chiefs missed out on that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Mack, uh, a center for the uh, 49ers. He's been uh, solid for, for a I'm long sorry, time. for the Falcons. He is now with the 49ers. And, yes, he's 36-year-old. He's a veteran center who I think is going to be fine. Uh, they signed uh, Quan Williams, a cornerback, uh, re-signed him. Um then Muhammad Sanu, who's who, he's here from the Lions, who I think is a fine wide receiver. Um, Tavon Wilson, a, uh, a safety who was with the Colts, that vaunted great Colts uh, defenses here. And then just a couple signings here and there, who I think they're going to be fine. Um, again, I think this team is is predicated and built on um, Shanahan's system. So even though last year they had a lot of defensive people hurt and offensive people hurt, they were still sixth in defensive DVOA. Yeah, they were twentieth in offensive DVOA, which sure, but their defense was still fine, pretty damn good. And I think as long as they 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 keep everything situated the way they need to, they'll be fine. So going forward in the draft, they need a quarterback of the future because Jimmy G is not it. Uh, oh, this year, this year. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was. We've already talked about, it, but I, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So they need secondary help. They need defensive line help, offensive line help, and then tight end help. Um, so yeah, so first pick of the draft, I'm sorry, first pick for them. Third pick is quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota state, who, again, we've talked about, I think it's a a, kind of a bizarre choice, but I think it'll be fine in the long run. Uh, then a, a guard from Notre Dame who I like a lot, Aaron Banks, then a running back, a cornerback, a tackle cornerback, uh, another defensive guy, and then another running back. So totally fine draft. Um, nothing crazy, (laughs) nothing that stands out at me at all. I think, Getting Jimmy G healthy, getting everyone healthy, having your offensive line bolstered with the veteran signings you have done, I think is going to help that a lot. Um, I mean, the 49ers are, are always going to be competitive, I think, especially in this division, just by virtue of you have to be, you know? Yep. And I think with how many injuries they had 
And the fact that their defense was still as good as it was, um, it was just their offense, you know, relying on Nick Mullins, G. Berthard, who, again, are fine backups, but they're not the guys that lead your team. I think that says a lot about what this team can accomplish if everyone is healthy. You sound a lot like their fans. Do you think I like that? Yeah. I think you sound a lot like their fans where, oh, no, no, we just need everybody healthy and we're going to be back to the Super Bowl. Oh, let me say this, uh, 2010. <laughs> um, so over under uh, strength schedule, they're tied for 19th, so a little bit easier. Yeah, and I know you're going over because you think they're going to be in third place. Don't don't put words in my you mouth. You just said it two seconds ago, <laughs> two minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. Uh, sure. I think they're going to stay at the bottom. You think You think this team? Yep. I think they're going to have too much, too much. In, they're going to be like the, um, oh, fuck. Who, uh, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins. Yeah. How the Dolphins couldn't decide. They kept bringing out Tua and then bringing oh, out yeah, yeah, Fitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They're going to do that shit, I think. Yeah. Uh, or just or just straight up change quarterbacks halfway through the season or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're just not going to get anything rolling. So I think they're just going to stay at the bottom. Interesting. I think they're going to be over just by... I think this team is better than what a lot of people say. I guess I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan now. Uh, Santa, Santa Clara, baby, because that's where this team is. Uh, no, I think they'll be over just because despite all the injuries, this team was still very competitive. And I think, again, we talk about this a lot. If this team is healthy and cohesive, it's going to be a very competitive team. Um, George Kittle will help out Trey George Lance Hittle if will, he does play. I would, I would totally agree with you. I don't think I would be shocked if, yeah, if – in the middle of the season, barring injury, if they went with Trey Lance. I think I think it'd be very interesting. Because that's my hot take. Uh, that's a good hot take. I like it, but I don't agree with it. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. My hot take is agreeing <laughs> with you that Trey is not going to start. Trey is not going to start. Yeah. Okay, I like Unle- that. Barring injury. All right, I like that. Yeah. I think this this defense is going to be in the top five of the year, of the league. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck Bosa. Fuck Bosa. He's a, Do he's your own a, research. Find out. Yeah. Find out why and, we say fuck his, Bosa. G- the, the, the girlfriends and the people he dates are problematic, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but no, I think this defense is going to go back to a top five defense. I think um, as long as their offense can stay healthy and keep rolling, I think this they can compete for the West. I th- I'm, this is why I think the West is exciting to watch, because you have the Seahawks who are always going to be competitive and up and down and good. Yeah. You have the Rams who are very exciting to watch with Stafford in the in the pilot seat now. You have the Cardinals who need to take that next step, and it's going to be fascinating to watch if they do or don't. Yep. And then you have the 49ers who, if healthy, I think can stay up there and compete with them. So I, I, that's why I, I think the NFC West is an exciting division to watch. It's going to be the antithesis of the NFC um, East. Yes. Right? Yeah, right. Where, where they all suck. Terrible last year. Yeah. And yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, then we'll get back to our favorite division in football. Yeah. Brendan Vargas, win me over. Should we wear masks? I would say yes. Science on my side, because wearing a mask prevents the virus from spreading to others. You won't kill your grandmother. And we can actually go to movies. Uh, but science also shows that you look slightly dumb. So either keeping everyone else alive including my grandmother and i get to go out eventually or look a little weird i'm gonna go with brendan on this one yeah dude wear a mask dummy wear a mask dummy i guess the debates on tap official stances wear a mask so the broncos finished last we're we are back with the nfl show in case anyone for some reason stumbled across a half an episode of a show is my intro not good enough for you i don't know what you're doing you're doing the podcast by yourself. You are starting about Mahomes and there's QB controversy. Yeah, why well, did a whole segment while you were gone? 
you took forever. Now we're already on to the Broncos. We're at the yeah. end of the so end of so show. since we did the NFC West first, we're doing the AFC West last, and we're flipping it because we want to talk about our boys. We got last. shit to say. So we're gonna start with the Denver Broncos, who are five and eleven under. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke is going to get benched halfway through the season. Yeah, man. Um, now, now we're up to the Raiders or Chargers or whoever. <laughs> no, it was the Chargers. And the Broncos were crazy last year because their defense was good, even though they had a lot of hurt guys. Like Von Miller was out for the season, things like that. Um, you say good, but they went five and eleven. Well, yeah, their, their defense was fine. Uh, their defense was thirteenth. Uh, defensive DPOA and 30th offensive DPOA. But but everybody, a lot of fans still think Drew Locke's their guy. I It's so weird. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen to Drew Locke because I think we, we touched on this a little bit last year with Drew Locke in that Drew Locke does a lot of stupid things. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Who's he remind you of? Johnny Manziel. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. It's fucking young, young, brash guy that guy everybody loves. Who thinks he can play hero ball. That's the big yeah. thing with Drew, with Drew Locke is that he thinks that he can he he panics a lot and thinks that he can on the run or like under duress make great throws and that is not Drew Locke's game at all. He is more like um Drew Brees-ish. You know, he has to have a good pocket and be able to sling the ball. And he has he's stronger than Drew Drew Brees. That, that you know, think of a stronger Drew Brees, that's Drew Locke. Yeah. A young Drew Brees. But Drew Locke just makes terrible bad decisions. On top of having a coach, Vance, uh, no, uh, Vic Fangio, Vance Joseph was their quarterback, uh, or uh, coach, I'm sorry, but Vic Vic Fangio is a very defensive-minded quarter uh, uh, coach, doesn't care what happens with offense, could not care less. Uh, that's why their defense is always bolstered and will be good this year, but they're all on the offensive side. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Because right now we have a, a big back and forth with who's going to be the guy. Is it going to be Drew Locke or is it going to be Ted Bridgewater? Both of whom have looked good in the, in the training camp preseason. Uh, very different quarterbacks, but it's kind of like, and it's weird because last year it wasn't, is Drew Locke going to be the guy? It was yeah. Drew Locke is going to be the guy. Fans. Drew Locke has to be. Media. It was a picture of oh, Drew Locke has to be the guy. Yeah. Drew Locke has to. And now it's, well, maybe not. Yeah. So it's like, well, did you ever really believe then? No, man. I mean, you watch a lot of, you watch his film last year and it was a lot of, he just panicked a lot and did not put the team in good position to to, to do what they needed to do. What are you going to do if that gets stuck on there? I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like going into the season, with all everything you have uh, for Drew Locke on the de- uh, offensive side of the ball, Jerry Judy and all these guys like that. Yeah, man. Is can he do it? And you know, um, are we wasting Jerry Judy's first three years? You are know? are like, we wasting a lot of stuff? Are we wasting the Von Miller's twilight uh, years? Von Miller, like, uh, unfortunately being out last year, and but their defense again was still fine despite all that. And it's like I I, I just. I just don't see it, man. I mean, sure, I have my chief AFC West blinders on, but it's like, just watch the Broncos. And sure, there are times they matched up defensively well with the Chiefs last year. Um, last year, uh, uh, the, the the Chiefs' offense against the defensive uh, prowess of the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Broncos' defense held up fine, held yeah. up okay. Yeah, It was just boneheaded mistakes by the offense repeatedly. That sunk the Broncos in the in, with every game you watched. That's why they fucking went five and eleven. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, so that that's a big question with them, as well as this list of guys they've lost this season is bananas. So um, AJ Bouye, like we talked about, he's with the Panthers. Jeremiah Atachu, uh, excuse me, bless, bless, bless me. Uh, linebacker, he's with the Bears now. Jawan James, right tackle, he's with the Baltimore Ravens. Philip Lindsay is with the Texans. Um, Demarcus Walker, defensive end, he's with the Texans. Uh, and then it's just more and more and more and more and more. Will Parks, he's uh, signed to deal with the with the Chiefs, one year small deal. And it's like, ah, boy, this is this is a rough team to watch. And then so you, then you watch uh, or look at what they signed. Uh, uh, a lot of secondary stuff to, to start with. Ronald Darby from Washington's uh, defense, who was a great defense last year. Uh, Ronald Darby, I think, is is a fine uh, cornerback. Uh, Kyle Fuller from the Bears. Um, a lot who, of these guys that used to be not used to be good, but like who at one time were very stand vaunted. out. Yeah, but Kyle Fuller last year was very average. Uh, Kareem Jackson, safety. Uh, they re-signed him to a new deal. Um, yeah, man. And then, uh, then you see the other signings, uh, Shamar Steffen from the Vikings defensive tackle, Cameron Fleming from the giants tackle, uh, Brett Jones, uh, from Minnesota Vikings center. Um, and then, yeah, boy. Um, so yeah, so this is a team that's, that's built on can Drew Locke do what he needs to do. And in the preseason and training camp, he's looked like he's settled down a little bit, but when it comes true game Game time, time, is he going to be able to do what he needs to? I, I firmly believe that Drew Locke is going to win the competition in 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 the in Denver, but how far is that going to get them? It's going to get them to six and twelve. Yeah. So let's look at draft wise. Uh, top needs, despite having Drew Locke and signing uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they need a they need a quarterback. They need uh, 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 John Elway has since relinquished his GM role. He is now like higher up in the organization. So they have a new GM smart. They need offensive line help, um, particularly a right tackle because they don't have a good right tackle. They need linebacker help. They need defensive line help. And then losing Philip Lindsay and things like that. They need a running back because, uh, who is it? Melvin Gordon. Uh, is he still with the Broncos? Yeah. He he's injury prone. Did not look good last year. His knees are made of popcorn Yep. and I don't think it's going to be great. So in the draft, uh, first pick, they pick, Pat Sertain, cornerback from Alabama, who I son, like a lot. The son of the other Pat Sertain. But a weird pick because Pat Sertain is great. That's not – that's of all no, the man. things they need first no. over a cornerback, that's – I would not their, pick that. Their front office is stuck in how do we stop Pat Mahomes mode. Yes. and Whereas the rest of the AFC West has realized it's not stopping him, it's keeping it's up with keeping him. It's keeping up with him. Yeah. That's what the Raiders – we're trying to do trying to do last year it's what the, the chargers with uh, justin herbert we talked about in a second second try to do and, but the broncos are still in this mode of if we can stop him we can keep up with him and it's like no man like sure you can hold down the chiefs offense a little bit but the chiefs defense is getting better yep and you don't have the offensive prowess to to do what you need to uh, so next pick was a running back from North Carolina, uh, Javante Williams, who I think is going to be fine. They signed a cent- uh, draft to center, uh, linebacker, couple of uh, defensive guys, wide receiver, cornerback, and then two defensive ends to to roll out the draft. Um, a fine draft, but again, I think you know we 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 preach repeatedly. If you learn anything in this podcast, it is about is the quarterback your guy? Is it the guy when you're down a minute? or when you're down a score with a minute left and you're driving down the field, who's your guy? 
Is that who does Drew Lock pop in your head? I you know he reminds me of who does he remind you of? In that scenario, it's huh. Joe Flacco, where there's like a weird <laughs> camp of people that are like, oh, he's he's so good, he's elite. right. And then there's like the rest of us that are kind of like level headed, and we're like, don't I yeah, don't want Drew? I Locke. don't I don't see that at all. So strength schedule wise, they are tied for twenty seventh. They're going to push even being that yeah. low. I don't think this team is going to be any better than five and eleven. Really, I think their defense is going to help them win games, but their offense is going to just burn out. Poor it's not going to. It's not going to be pretty. Um. So yeah, do you have a hot take for this team at all? Nope. <laughs> I think they're going to have a top ten defense. That's my hot take. Good. I think they have a really, them. really good defense. Good for them. Um. So yeah. So moving on, move on to the. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who at seven and nine. Now there's there's a small controversy uh, while Patrick Mahomes was at a golf tournament, oh, yeah. where a fan <laughs> sorry, asked I'm him sorry, I'm sorry. how to keep up, how he's worried about uh, Justin Herbert or how he's planning on you know keep Justin Herbert coming for the throne, and Pat Mahomes reversed. We all know what he meant. Yeah, he's he, being he's being cheeky. He's being funny. Well, I don't think he was. I think he just sometimes he, the words don't come to his mouth no good. Well, one, I think he's ultra. <laughs> let's remember this, Patrick Mahomes. He is ultra competitive. No, no, no. I just meant the wor- actual wording of it. Oh, yeah, sure. Because he said, "I'll believe it when I see it." Right. Instead of no, no, he said, "I'll see it when I believe it." <laughs> is what he said. Yes. But the phrase is, "I'll believe it when I see it." Right. And yes, I believe it was a like just a fun little like, you know what? Let's 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 poke. Yeah. He Justin was Herbert. he was walking down the down the fairway. The fairway. Yeah. A fan yelled out to him, and he was like, eh, "Like offhand comment, you know?" Yeah, yeah. I think I think I I think yeah, that's a mixture of Pat Mahomes being very competitive and then just saying an offhand comment about, "Yeah, sure, it, it's AFC West opponent." Like, well, I'll believe it when it happens. Because Justin Herbert blew my expectations out of the water. He was way better Justin than I thought he would be. Incredible, for, last especially year. for a rookie quarterback without a preseason. With a rookie quarterback without a preseason being put in. Despite the best efforts of the um, of the training staff trying to kill Tyrod Taylor, yes, and then having a coach who actively sabotaged that team multiple times during the season, yeah. And I will say, having uh, Keenan Allen, one of the best wide receivers in the game, right. he's been underrated for a long time. Having him on your team helps a lot, yes. But it doesn't help. It would it wouldn't make Drew Locke look good, right? So Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be their guy because you lot. have Mike Williams still. And Keenan Keenan Allen, who were both phenomenal wide receivers, yeah, who I think helped out. Not to decry, not to take away anything away from Justin Herbert, but it was his rookie. But season. it was his rookie season, and he was allowed to. Hey, I have a great running attack. I have two great receivers who are some of the best catch possession receivers in the game. I'm, and Keenan I, Allen's route running is bananas. Some of the best. Um, See, but I think they're going to be good and better than they were last year. They 100 percent are because now they have a new coach. And who I think is going to be way better than uh, the old coach they had last year. I can't think of his name off the top of my head because he was so it's not, bad. It's not Anthony Lynn. That it was, was Anthony Lynn. That was, was it? Yeah, that was the coach last year. He was their coach for a while, and yeah, they they did shit. Uh, Anthony Lynn was so bad about managing a clock uh, when it came down to two minute drills and things like that. The, no one was on the same page. They had that whole thing. Go back and like just YouTube like um, end of play Chargers. And, like there's a whole thing where they ran a QB sneak. But the entire offensive line ran a pass rushing uh, concept and oh did God. not block for Justin Herbert at all. Jeez. So they were put in positions repeatedly where it was just like, oh boy, they're not they're not trying to help Justin Herbert at all. Yeah. And and again, this is the team you'll hear it all the time from analysts, quote unquote, and 
NFL people that the Chargers, who, who's always predicted to win the AFC West or be a dark horse for the oh Super Bowl? Oh, my God. It's the Chargers. Yep. Because the Chargers do have really great um, uh, talent on the team. Um, you cannot deny that having Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams um, on the other side of the ball, uh, the Bosa guy, uh, Melvin Ingram uh, at the time, and Derwin James. Like, this is a team that, you know, is always picked to, to win the division or, or compete heavily because of the names they have. And then guys get hurt. You have coaches who don't know what they're doing and a lot of uh, other factors like that. Playing in the AFC West. Yeah, <laughs> is a big one. Uh, and, and again, despite Justin Herbert finding out minutes before the game that he was going to start against the Chiefs, still played well. Um, and then it was just time after time that the staff and the scheme just let him down repeatedly. I hope he grows his hair out again. Yeah, he, whenever he cut it and <laughs> shade, like he looked like a weird Ooh. little weird weird little child. Um, but uh, one thing I want to hit real fast before we move on is that because of injuries, Derwin James again didn't play <laughs> at all last year. Um, I think he had a nail in his foot that was just you know that was, that was like the weird oh, thing. Yeah, the old nail in the foot. Yeah, the old nail in the foot. They were twentieth in defensive DVOA and fifteenth in offense DVOA. It's not good. Not good. Um, and then you look at what they lost. Hunter Henry is now a Patriot. Oh, well that uh, made tight me look, end. Look at asshole earlier, uh, or last week, whenever I said uh, that's <laughs> I'm looking forward to him and Hunter Henry on the Chargers together. Yeah, he's gone. And that, I think it happened recently. <laughs> uh, and then Rayshon Jenkins, a safety. He uh, he's gone to Jacksonville. Tyra Taylor in his broken lung or in the Texans, which is a good fit. Uh, and then Melvin Ingram, he just signed a deal with the Steelers. Um, so yeah, so big deal. And then as well as they lost. Um, a couple guards, a tackle, and then a couple other. Uh, Casey Hayward, he's with in the in Las Vegas now, uh, cornerback for them. So that, that's that's wild. All the things that they lost. Uh, gaining though, uh, they signed Corey Lindsley, center from Green Bay. It's good. I think it's gonna be really good for just Herbert. Uh, Matt Filer, I think is the, he's a right tackle from the Steelers, who I think also is gonna be pretty good. Uh, Jared Cook from the Saints, tight end. He is he is with the Chargers. He's the now. one I was looking forward to yeah. playing with Hunter Henry. Uh, another tackle from the Lions, and then some um, uh, 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 defensive help. And then our boy, perennial backup of the year, Chase Daniel. He's yeah. on. The, he's at the Chargers now. What a what a career! I know, making a shitload of money, just just hanging Riding out, pine baby, just hanging out, coming in when you need to, and throwing yep. some balls, and throwing a few strikes, and then moving on, bouncing out. Um. So yeah. So going into the draft. I mean, you need you need to protect Justin Herbert. That's rule number one. Yep. Um, they've already done the thing that I want to do and uh, get a new coach, new scheme, everything like that to help out. Um, but also you need uh, secondary help and then defensive line help. And then my receiver-wise, I think they're they're doing okay. But losing Hunter Henry, I think, is a big deal. Uh, Jared Cook, I think, is a good stopgap, but not the long-term tight end help they need. Yeah. Um, so... First pick of the draft for Sean Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern, who I think is going to be great for Just them. Keeping the bolstering. Yeah, big time. Line, so As- that's good. Asante Samuel, cornerback, and then uh, who I think is going to be great too. Then wide receiver, tight end in the third round, edge, uh, offensive tackle, uh, linebacker, running back, and then another defensive uh, person. Um, so looking at their strength of schedule, they are 17th. Do you think they're going to be over under? Seven games. Probably over. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're going to move I, into second position and take over the Raiders. I think so, too. I think they're going to flip-flop with the Raiders. I think I don't think they're going to be much over, like, 500-ish. Yeah. Because we don't have a 500 anymore. 
But I think this team is definitely poised to to be to be to be better in the AFC West. Yeah. Um, because I I again I'm I I'm not gonna be the analyst that says I'm not even analyst one, but two I'm not that guy that's gonna be say oh they're gonna be a dark horse to win the Super Bowl dark horse to win the AFC West because I don't think they're there yet. But they have a lot of talent and and if everyone stays healthy, they're gonna be very ultra competitive. You could be the analyst. I'm usually the, that the anyway. most anal. I'm usually that anyway. <laughs> Raiders. Right. So yeah. So well, do you have on. a hot take? Uh, no, man. I think um, Justin Herbert's going to lead the league in touchdowns. No, you don't mean that. No, I think it's be fun. Uh, so yeah. So the Raiders went eight and eight. Good for them. <sighs> Good for them. You remember how everyone says that the Raiders gave the NFL <laughs> the blueprint to beat Pat Mahomes, and no. they're five and one in the last three years against they, the Chiefs. No, they they. So the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders f- had kitchen sink games against the Chiefs in split games. Yeah, right. They in that first game in Week Four, whenever that was, they did. They they punched us in the mouth and uh, 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 threw at our weaknesses and, ran, and did everything they could to to beat us as possible. And it was a shootout. It was a great game. And then the second game, closer to Thanksgiving or October, or whatever it was, was flip flopped. It was the same thing. They did everything they could everything they could and played as well as they could and still lost that game. Yeah. And the Raiders, I know brace yourself, Brian, but the Raiders had another last half of the season collapse. What? (laughs) That is outrageous with John Gruden, with John Gruden, who would have thought? So the Raiders led by Derek Carr with one of the best tight end, like top three tight ends in the league. In my opinion, Darren Waller Waller is incredible. Great story. Great um, athlete, great tight end, everything. But it's like at every other position, especially going into the offseason, where they offloaded basically the entire offensive line. Um, wide receiver wise, they're all gone. Uh, tight end wise, well, they have Darren Waller. Where's Hunter Renfro now? Uh, Renfro's still with the team, but okay. like everyone else, uh, they lost uh, Nelson Algalore. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tyrell Williams, who never really panned out for the Raiders yeah. at all, he's gone. So even though. You know, they, those guys didn't produce at a level they wanted to. Nelson Aguilar is probably the guy that did, but Henry Ruggs, the guy they, they drafted last season, didn't do what they wanted to. Yeah, he better take a large step Huge forward. Huge step forward. Um, but this team, and especially on the on the defense side of the ball, had one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, you look at, uh, again, just real fast. I can't name a defensive Raiders player. Uh, well, uh, Max Crosby, Max Crosby, yeah, and then um, Jonathan Abrams, who I hate with every fiber of my being. Yeah, but you only mention him because he's bad. Yeah, but he like, fucks up all the time. Defensive wise, they were twenty eighth, ter- awful, and offensively were fourteenth. So um, by virtue of the th- they're like middle of the pack, but their defense was bad. Um, at every turn, their defense was giving up giant plays. They um, let Ryan Fitzpatrick, they grabbed Ryan Fitzpatrick face mask and let him complete a giant completion. I. You can link almost all of those back to fucking Abrams. Fucking Abrams. The dude sucks. Well, he's again, a t- he's a bad, relation. he's, you know, yeah. at this point in his career, this is a make or break year for Jonathan Abrams because his first year he was hurt the entire year. Last year he was hurt for some of it, but still played just like made bad decision after bad decision. Like doesn't play the run well, doesn't play the pass well at all. Doesn't do it. Like if you go back and watch the end of the Chiefs game, Chiefs were driving down the field. And then for some reason, the Chiefs were all like on the 20 or 3rd yard line. Mahomes kind of broke out 
in oh yeah like kind of not not looking like he was going to run but no. the the line was off on one side and he just kind of went by himself and Jonathan Abrams 20 yards away started breaking to the quarterback left Kelsey wide open in the end wide zone. open Ter- terrible decisions so this goes back on Jonathan Abrams being bad but also Mike Mayock being a bad talent evaluator I still go back and I still think about Khalil Mactray that happened two or three oh years my ago God. And just thinking about, you know, is what is this generational player you're you're trading going to equal draft picks that are going to equal that? Nope. One, no. Two, if you have people like John Gruden and Mike Mayock who don't know how to draft. Even though Mayock is touted as this draft guru, right? The NFL Network had him on forever as right. their draft guy. Like, So, yeah. So going into the season, the Raiders are just the Raiders. They still have, I think they're going to be hurt by John Gruden being their quarterback or coach just in general they do have a big problem with them last year was their defense was so bad primarily because they didn't have the talent they needed to but also my mainly because their defensive coordinator was atrocious he was an old gruden guy Mm. who gruden brought on and kept around for a couple years excuse me and then finally they got rid of him because he was so fucking bad um it becomes a point of like sure you have talented guys but if john jonathan abrams keeps fucking up is that jonathan abrams fault or is it the or is it the coordinator's coach's fault for not getting on him and telling him no, do this rather than that? You know yeah. what I mean. So again, we talked about they lost a lot of wide receivers. Devontae Booker, right, running back, he's gone. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner, safety, he's gone. Eric Harris is gone. Jeff Heath, safety is gone. Maurice Hurst, the defense tackle is gone. Um, Arden Key is a defensive end, he is gone as well. So a lot of big losses on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. <laughs> um, what what they signed in free agency was uh, Yannick Nagakwe uh, from the Ravens, not the Jaguars. No, he's still with the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, defensive end, who I like a lot. Uh, Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals, he's there. John Brown from the Buffalo Bills, wide receiver, mm. who I like a lot, he's there. Uh, Solomon Thomas from the, Ra- uh, the 49ers, he's there. Quentin Jefferson from the Bills, defense tackle, he's there. Uh, Richie Incognito, they re-signed to a big deal. Great. Um, but otherwise, then you kind of get into like a couple of like interesting little like Carl Joseph safety for the Browns, who was not good last year. He's on the Raiders now, who has not looked good in preseason so far. I'm going to say under, um, Brendan. I'm going to say under. So let's get to draft real fast. So draft wise, the Raiders have had in the past two years the most picks at the cornerback position in history. And I can't name one of them. Other than Jonathan Abrams and uh, Damon, Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett was a cornerback they signed. They drafted last year was terrible. It was and bad. I don't know him. It was bad. So going into the season, they need, since they got rid of a lot of, like Rodney Hudson is gone. Yep. Uh, uh, a lot of guys on the offensive line is, are gone. They need offensive line help. They need secondary help. They need everything on the defense of the ball help. So what they did was, they they drafted Alex Leatherwood a tackle in the first round who I think is going to be fine. I don't think he's I think that was a big reach for the Raiders just because the Raiders are bad at everything they do. Leatherwood was going to be there for their second pick and they picked up um a safety, then they picked up edge rusher, another safety, uh or secondary, I'm sorry, secondary, secondary and then a center. And of course, you might know the name Leatherwood because that's Calvin Klein's most famous fragrance. So <laughs> Correct. But this is a team that, again, reached for an offensive tackle and then loaded up on secondary help. I, 
where does where does it stop? <laughs> and the again, it goes back to uh, you know trying to stop Mahomes, and you're just not going to do it. So no, and and I and again, I think sure with Derek Carr, who we know who Derek Carr is, right? He's their best option. He's their best option. He's going to be who he's going to be without a lot of wide receiver help and a Hunter new Renfro. and a brand new offensive line. Yep. And then also on the defense side of the ball, there's a lot of questions on what's going to happen on that side of the ball. The more we talk about them, I think they might be worse than the Broncos. <laughs> let me let me tell you this. Yeah. Strength schedule is eighth. Oh, boy. Hard strength of schedule. Over, under, eight and eight. Under. Yeah. I think this team is poised to drop very fast. Ooh. I think they're going to be way under. They're going. They're for sure. Chargers are going to be better. Broncos are going to be better because their defense is going to be really good. The Raiders have just done nothing to like be better. They're I'd a lot like the Texans. Finish right? last. I think that's my hot take. Is I think they're going to be the bottom of the AFC. <sighs> I don't know what my hot take is. <laughs> Waller's going to lead all tight ends in touchdowns. Yeah, I, I again, I can't. the The one bright spot you can say for this team is Darren Waller. Other than him being a, uh, a Raider, I loved Darren Waller is a fantastic tight end. You want to win a Super Bowl, bro? Come it's not, it's not with the Chiefs. Come Can on. you imagine Kelsey and Waller on the same team? Dude, I would I would be throwing ropes. <laughs> now speaking of Kelsey. Yeah, so let's get on to the to the to the main do, event here. Do I'm gonna shut up. Do all the stat, do all your nerd numbers, all your nerd signings. Yeah. So then we can talk. Then we can have a conversation. <laughs> oh wow. Oh boy, okay. What do you or do we need to have a inter, uh, a big talk right now? We need to bench Mahomes. <coughs> I gotta take a sip of water. <laughs> we gotta bench him. Is that your hot take? Do your nerd stuff. All right. So Kansas City Chiefs, they went fourteen and two. Hell of a season. Rolled through the through the playoffs. Mahomes got hurt, and then Mitchell Schwartz let right tackle strength of the offensive line got hurt in the middle of the season. Back injury. Eric Fisher then towards Achilles right before the Super Bowl. So then the Chiefs got a little too cute, in my opinion, and mixed up everything on the offensive line and just shot themselves in the foot before it even started, in my professional opinion. Um, what profession? Uh, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, you are. Of football. Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Uh, so the Chiefs, it, it that Super Bowl game was brutal to watch because it was the most pressures Mahomes has ever, any Super Bowl ever. Uh, Brennan, I said do your nerd stuff, not bring up trauma. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting stat. Uh, they were second offensive DVOA, one of the most efficient offenses in the league, only topped by Green Bay, and then 22nd in defensive DVOA. Got to get that number up, up, up. Way up, up, up. So it, it it's wild to think that the Chiefs were able to get as far as they did with the defense that did their job for the most part. I mean, and okay. then with a with a with a quarterback eventually getting hurt and <laughs> with with a with a toe injury, losing a lot of the offensive line and having to retool that completely before the biggest game of the year, and then unfortunately falling flat on their face. And as you said, and I inter- interrupted you, and I will not apologize, but I will acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Pressured the most on any Super Bowl ever. I think it was twenty nine pressures, um, which is over half. I think right. They were um, the offensive line of the Chiefs was built on having strong tackles, or stronger tackles, and a, a, an interior line who could just do what they needed to. Um, 
particularly at left guard. We started the season with uh, Kalechi Osamali. Osamali, yeah, who then got hurt, and then we had to retool that. And then Schwartz went out, so we had to retool that. And then Fisher got hurt, so we had to retool that. So it was a, it was a, it was a times were a changing, you know. And despite some, you know, I, I mentioned that the the defense wasn't as efficient as we would like them to be. They still did their job. I mean, we went fourteen and two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there are times that the defense did everything they needed to, and still did fine. Um, so it, it it's wild to think that. Then in the biggest game of the year, which with a, with a big distraction that happened um, right before it happened, and then totally overthinking the offensive line issue, just fell right on their face, you know. And and rewatching that game, you see that the Chiefs' defense is built on basically the offense scoring points and the defense riding it out, right? So as soon as in that game, the offense didn't do anything, didn't do anything, didn't do anything, didn't do anything. Tampa Bay took advantage of that and went, hey, we're going to force the Kansas City defense into their worst, quote-unquote, package to force them to put the worst players on the field to take advantage of that. That's exactly what they did over yep. and over again. And it wasn't until the, towards the middle, end of the second quarter whenever Tampa Bay really got on that and really broke open the game. And it was brutal. <laughs> no, I'm glad we're talking about this. This is great. It's very cathartic. Yeah. Right? Cathartic. That's the word I would use, too, if I knew what it meant. So big releases uh, in the offseason. We released Eric Fisher. Uh, left tackle released um, uh, Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, uh, le- I'm sorry, left tackle, then Mitchell Schwartz, right tackle. Sammy Watkins is gone. Uh, Bashad Breeland, he signed a small deal with the Vikings. Uh, Damian Wilson, linebacker, he is gone. Uh, Damian Williams uh, signed with the Bears recently, so that's good for him running back. Uh, Mike Pennell, he's with the Bears. Uh, and then that's really it. All I have for the major kind of guys who left the Chiefs. Uh, in, in free agency, signing-wise, uh, the Chiefs decided to totally... <laughs> they they I, I swear to God, they on the flight back from the Super Bowl, from, from Tampa Bay, they went, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, sir, what do you want? He went, offensive line. They yeah, went, say no it. more. Got it. So they went out and signed Joe Tooney. They traded for Orlando Brown. They uh, went out and drafted, we'll talk about it here in a second, uh, Creed Humphrey, I think he was going to be one of the steals of the draft at center, and then also drafted Trey Smith. Um, and then Lucas Niang, who sat out Who sat out last year for, he, uh, in college uh, in 2019, had a hip injury, who played through at right tackle the entire year and still was a hell of a right tackle in college, got surgery, and then sat out last year anyway because of COVID and the injury, and now he is likely going to be starting. Um, we signed, went out and signed Jaron Reed, defensive tackle from Seattle, who's a big, giant man. Um, Blake Bell, he is back tight end-wise from the Cowboys. Um, re-signed Taco Charlton uh, and Alex Okafor, defensive end, um, as well as Jarrett McKinnon, uh, running back who I'm very excited about. Yep, from 49ers. Um, so in the draft, we already hit that a little bit. Um, they needed offensive line. Uh, they need uh, secondary and then wide receiver, tight end, kind of kind of ish, things like that. So first pick of the draft, which was the second pick because of trades, things like that, with the Orlando Brown trade, was Nick Bolton, linebacker from Missouri, who at the time, and I'm still kind of, I don't think this is necessarily the best pick the Chiefs could have, but I understand that this is a pick for the future. 
Um, I do like the way that um, Anthony Hitchens has looked in the preseason and training camp. He's looked faster. He's slimmer. Um, he is playing better and paired next to Willie Gay. I think that's going to be a powerful linebacker um, option. But Nick Bolton is the linebacker of the future. He will be the the next Anthony Hitchens, basically. And what's nice for now is that he can play at any of the linebacker spots. Correct. Yeah, he, he so can mix in anywhere. If Hitchens needs a break, if Gay needs a break, whoever our starting linebackers are, if they need breaks, he can plug in and make – he can make smart decisions. Right. I've watched him make good plays in the preseason. Right. He's capable of doing that, so it's nice to have, for now, that depth at any any kind of uh, rest that our linebackers right. need. So. And then with the next pick, which is a few picks after that uh, in the second round, was Creed Humphrey, center from Oklahoma, who I love. Uh, and then, old boy. We, then our next – what? He's a big old boy. He's a big, old, he's a big thick boy. Um, great phenomenal center uh, for Oklahoma. Um, then we have in the fourth round, J- J- uh, Joshua Kando, defensive end, who I think is going to be a little bit of a project, but he has all the measurables, right? Yeah. When I say measurables, I mean, um, so listener, think back to uh, K-Pass, uh, Tanoa Kapasongono. He's really good. Yeah. Thank you. You look at K-Pass and you think <laughs> that, a is, football player. that is a genetic <laughs> freak. That's a football player. But then you go back to his tape in college you go back to his combine you go back to his athletic stuff he was not an athletic guy he was not a he looked like an athletic genetic freak but he was not that in practice yeah so the chiefs drafted him years ago because we thought hey we can turn him into an athletic freak joshua kando is that guy joshua kando looks like k-pass a little bit smaller but he has all of those athletic freak measurables that you want the only bad thing i've heard of him right and this is again some of this is coming from chief's twitter yeah which twitter <laughs> in and of itself can kind of go fuck itself <laughs> right. um but is that he sometimes lacks the motor yeah like the, that the motive think of it listener like the motivation to like finish plays yes and the direct antithesis of that i think would be Saunders, Colin Saunders from a f- dude a couple years ago, <laughs> who his motor is always fucking running. always a hundred. That, that little bowling ball I is running around dude. everywhere. And so then after that, we picked up our our, uh, our white unicorn Noah Gray, tight end, mm. who I Ladies. like, and I think one day he will be the next Travis Kelsey. You better start wearing your galoshes now because yeah. he's making some floors wet. Then picks after that, uh, Cornell Powell, wide receiver from Clemson, who I think one day will be that big, tall wide receiver that we need. Hopefully mid-season. Hopefully, that day. hopefully mid-season. Uh, my worry about uh, Cornell Powell is that from what I've heard in training camp and you watch him in preseason... And you talk to Andy and I talk a to, lot. I talk to Andy Reid a lot and, and Brett Veach, my boy Brett Veach. Brett, thanks for listening. Um, is that Cornell Powell, because of how complicated the offense is, it's just taking him a little bit to, to get onto it, kind of like the McCole yeah. Hardman issues we have seen and are still... Seeing a little bit of just because his name is Cornell doesn't mean he is Ivy Lee. Yeah, correct. And then our like I said, seal the draft in round six was Trey Smith guard, who fell that low because of quote unquote knee issues. But he'll be the first one to tell you, and all the trainers will be the first one to tell you. Sure, he had knee issues when he was younger, but he hasn't had any knee issues since then. So you build up some muscle around that knee, let some rehab take place. That's right. And you'll be you'll be good to go. So the Chiefs are in a good spot, man. Um, I, I don't think there, there has really ever been a team that has so thoroughly and easily, quote, lack of a better wording, 
switched over their offensive line to protect, Patrick, to protect I mean, the quarterback. That's that's part of the reason I loved uh, our organization from top to bottom, despite some things. That's not, I won't even get into it, but um, I love that we that we recognize the exact issue. A lot of these other teams we've talked about on during these past four weeks, right? right. They'd go out and they'd get a, a they draft a wide receiver number one, right? Or they'd say, "Oh, our secondary needs help." Number one, no. What we did the whole time, the whole offseason was. <laughs> Which offensive lineman can come in here and protect Patrick Mahomes Correct. the best? Correct. Because we, we did that. Because we totally understand what drives your team. What what do you need in this in this day and age of the NFL to win? Yep. Your quarterback to make plays. And if we can protect Patrick Mahomes, it's it's go. Lights out, baby. You know? Um so strength, it's a whole different Super Bowl if he doesn't get pressured twenty nine times. hundred percent. I I firmly and totally believe that. And this is what I talk about with the with the Buccaneers when we talked about them earlier, um, or uh, last week. I'm sorry, is that very lucky that Patrick Mahomes was unable to be protected at all at all times, right? And for the record, I'm sure a lot of people have already been if you if you've listened this far, you've been screaming it at the at your speakers. Yeah, he, Pat Mahomes is the first to admit that he gets those happy feet as he does. if he gets hit if early. He, he has admitted that his big issue is that if he does not trust the interior line, which he didn't a lot of time, he will back up further or get happy feet and, and bail out quickly. And make it harder for his offensive line Correct. the and whole time. That's a big thing, which we'll probably talk about as the season goes on, is something to watch out for Mahomes is that stuff. As well as you watch Mahomes, despite being pressured a record 29 times, still made throws that were out of this world good. Yeah. Um, hit the back pylon that McCole Hardman missed. Hit uh, Tyreek Hill in the face that he missed. Hit Daryl Williams in the face that as he, he missed. Was falling down. One of the best plays, I, and uh, I'm sure you've seen the picture. He is sideways. horizontal He's to the field while being tackled. Throws a ball sidearm that hits in the end zone or on the one yard line. Daryl Williams in the face. Yep. And I, I, it was a game that as soon as it started and. Um, that's a big thing with the Chiefs is that the only team that can beat the Chiefs is themselves. And they did that time and time again in that game by dropping the ball, not doing the right things, not making the proper adjustments coaching-wise. When they, As soon as you see, the, hey, the offensive line is not holding up the way they need to. Um, you got to go shorter routes. You see you this go. repeatedly. Yep. For some reason, in the Bills game, um, with Mahomes' uh, foot injury, they went a lot of RPO short short routes, and then they had a couple bigger bigger routes that developed later on that they could you know they just tease the Bills to like, hey, if you're gonna rush us, and Mahomes can't move, here's a short throw, here's a short throw, here's a short throw, here's a bomb, here's a short throw, here's a pass, here's a run, and for some reason, they didn't do that. They no, kept they running too stubborn, man. They kept running routes that were uh, known as cover two beaters because that's all the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. Once they realized that the that they could beat one on one or two on one, they only rushed four yep. majority of the game. Yep, they did Which not is blitz not a blitz. Yeah, ever. And once they realized that all they could do was rush with four guys, they just ran cover two and just said, "Okay, you can you can pass in front of us. That's fine." And for some reason, the Chiefs kept running what we call cover two beaters. So it's routes that are designed to develop long routes to beat cover two. But we didn't have that time. And we didn't have the time. Because normally offensive lines can hold up against four rushers. Right. And it straight but up we couldn't. It straight up become pathetic towards the end of the game when you had only two guys running routes and you had your star tight end, wide receivers, 
running backs in to block to help and still couldn't do anything. Yep. So it was a rough game to watch. But um, over under, they are 11th, tied 11th for strength of schedule. I mean, it's hard to say that they're going to go over 14. Right. Um, so I'm going to say under. I, I would agree with you. I think they're going to be under, but that's to say that I think they're still going to be 13, 12 games. You know, yeah. I think they're going to be very close to that. Um, I think, you know, we talk about luck and health and things like that. This team is designed to to win ball games with with how great this offense it is, and we're seeing it in the preseason. Um, that's one thing they were working over the Cardinals um, with long drives. Yeah. Now that we have the offensive line to to run the ball, run to give the ball, that's, time that's gonna it's going to be huge to like let let us work through drives and and extend drives and make them um, um, as well as have the option to score within a minute. You yep. know. Yep. And I think that's what's going to be very dangerous about the Chiefs. And I think based on everything we've seen about the, the the defensive line particularly and how good the young, besides Tyron Matthew and Daniel Sorensen, uh, secondary is, I think this. I think the defense is going to be very good. Yeah. I think hot take-wise, this is going to be a top 10 defense in the league. Wow. Yeah. Love that. And uh, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be under, but I think they're still going to win this division. I of course. Think we'll, we'll talk power rankings in probably next week that you hear this, and we'll kind of go from there with bigger predictions and things like that. But. I think my hot take is anything is possible. <laughs> and uh, Mahomes is going to get benched <laughs> in week eight. And I'll make sure to write that down so we can yeah. do it next year. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I'd, uh, that's all been a bit. Uh, Mahomes is, is <laughs> the man and you can't stop him. So That's right. Well, I think that's the end of our breakdown of the different North, East, South, and West. Uh, next time you hear this, We'll be doing a power rankings episode, and then we'll be moving on to a uh, like uh, the weekly episodes, um, 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 breaking down the week at large yes. with games and things like that. Focusing on the Chiefs. Let's not forget. Yeah, always with the Chiefs. Uh, please tell us your Mahomes takes. Uh, <laughs> we'll ignore most of them because Twitter <laughs> is full of garbage takes about Mahomes, especially if you're not right. a Chiefs fan. Um, but you can find it. You can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, debates on tap. Find us on Instagram, debates on pictures. Um, let us know what you think and make sure to subscribe and listen. And we will see you next week. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Go Chiefs.